Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Lion's Den. Hopefully you're enjoying your Sunday and the sun is shining and everything. The weather's a little out of line over here in uh, Illinois, but it's okay. We're going to make you do what it do. Hey, if you see my pretty little face right now, please make sure you share, share, share this and say hello. And it's okay. You can go ahead and do that. Don't hurt nobody. And it's free. You understand? So if this is your first time listening to us or watching us, make sure you go to StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook just so you can be a part of the conversation right on because this is going to be a good one hey Herm what it is what's up man was you on the song today why why you say that did you just tell the audience if you see my pretty little face man listen here look let me go ahead and take this crazy ass now anyway ladies and gentlemen what, what we ain't gonna do is uh is have that mess on today let's try it again <laughs> brother how you doing what's going on with you Man, good, man. Just took a little trip to Memphis for a little bit. You know? Oh, yeah. You, you hit up Bill Street? No, I didn't, man. My, my boy was getting his wedding photos done because he couldn't have his wedding because of um COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So for the year anniversary, they still put on their wedding, wedding stuff and did the pictures anyway. You know That's what I mean? So. That's yeah. So, you know, I, I did plan on going to Bill Street and, uh you know, the place where Martin Luther King Jr. shot got shot. Yeah. I, I, did, I ended up going to Orange Mound instead where Avon MJG. Are from you know what I mean, so you know those are the historic places that I wanted to go to, but I was only able to go to one, Ball and G. All right. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, hey, we got a dope show today. Okay, what we ain't gonna do is talk about no damn eight ball and MJG. Are you serious? To not going to damn the damn uh, Lorraine Motel, but we're gonna keep it pushing because that's no part of history. You did. So what you think about today's show, man? You ready for it? Man, I think this show, man, especially within our community, bro, because it's everybody has an opinion on. It. Everybody has their way of doing it and have their thoughts, whether it comes from an educational background or because my mama whooped my ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So hopefully with this show, I mean, let me put this out there. We're not looking to change nobody's mind. You know what I mean? But here to give you some information regarding what ass whoopings could do, you know what I mean, in, in the future and down the line, and just give you something to think about. So I think the guests that we we have coming on, are, you know, are two very good guests to talk to us about it right on man well listen ladies and gentlemen please make sure you chime in look at the bottom of the screen and, and those of you that's listening and can't see it but you can hear it should we spare the rod okay this ain't a, a, these kids is a, a different type of crazy you understand and listen you can only talk so much you dig you need to find a way to get their attention you feel me? but it's okay it's all right so look ladies and gentlemen i want y'all to give us our audience a nice warm round of applause y'all yes what's going on ladies Hello. How y'all doing? How you doing? So here, ladies and gentlemen, those that's just tuning in, we have Miss Jamie Davis and Miss Shakara Mason. All right, all right. So let's let's start it off. Go ahead, Herm. Hey, so before we start off, let's get the audience a little bit about your background and uh, who you are. I'll start with you, Miss Jamie. 
Um, okay. So I am a school psychologist. I work for a local public school district. I've been a school psychologist for 14 years. Um, and I also am a founder of IEAC, which is an educational advocacy and consulting business. Um, I have two kids. Uh, both of my kids had special needs in some degree, to some degree, growing up. So um, lots of lots of insight <laughs> when it comes to this topic. <laughs> All right, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show, welcome to the show. Shakara? My name is Shakara Mason. Um, I am, well, I've worked with children since 2014, um, but currently I'm working with adults and children as a mental health therapist. Um, so I have one daughter, she's three years old, and this topic also will <laughs> will shed a lot of light on what I need to do. Yeah. And she's How from, old is she? And she's from the hop. Don't don't forget that. She's, she's three. <laughs> she's oh, I'm from Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Well, welcome. Thank you. So 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 we're going to talk about uh, tapping the little babies too to get them right. Tapper though, oh tapper. So let's be clear. She's running the house. She's running the house. You get her upstairs now. Give her daddy the business. See, Uh (laughs) yeah, right now. Hey, so first things first, man. When when we talk about whooping, there's a difference between whooping, whoopings and beatings, right? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, Uh, and where is that line in y'all opinion? You know what I mean? Like when, when do we cross that line from whoopings and getting straight into where it turns into a beating? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if a lot of people really think about that when they go into the motions. What's y'all opinion on that? I think sometimes that parents, they go in with the idea, like they're going to give a whooping, but then depending on how the child is responding to that, it can turn mm-hmm. into a beat <laughs> um, because they're trying to get, you know, they want it to be impactful. And so if the child is like a dodging, you know, um, trying to run, that is like escalating the situation. So now when I get my hands on you, it's probably not just going to be a little whooping, you know, it's going to be more than that. Uh, mm. I would say the it, it changes once the the emotion changes. So if you become just like a little agitated because of the behavior that they, um, they displayed and then, and now you become infuriated. Now it now it's a problem because um, it's hard for you to control your emotions when you're, when your emotions are extremely high. So it's, it's hard for you to control your, um, your actions. I mean, um, and so when you go from like an open hand on the bottom, which is what most, um, most states consider appropriate to like a fist to the back, that's mm. that's when it changes. Just to the back. Wow. Now, 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 now look, that's out of line. That's hey, that, that's how you treat somebody that that's uh, you know in the streets. You mm-hmm. do, and then bad enough, you're doing it in the back. All right. So look, here's a um, here's right. a question. Y'all tell me what y'all think about this. Spanking works better than the I guess other methods like speaking. You know, and talking to your child. What do y'all think about that, mm-hmm. Shakara? Um, I disagree. Mm-hmm. And I disagree because um, 
because of the emotion, like where, the, the only reason a child normally gets a, a spanking is because you're angry. Yeah. You're angry. The adult is angry. Um, and so it shows that you have a lack of self-control. And so if your child is acting out in school and you have a lack of self-control and you're the teacher of the child, then who needs the spanking? Mm. Wait a minute. <laughs> Yo, OK, Jamie, what you think about that? I think there should be a continuum of how you go about punishing, you know, or providing a consequence to a child. So the first go to should not be I'm going to give you the spanking or whooping. Yeah. Like conversation does need to be held. Yes, I think it does depend on sometimes the age and even maybe the intellectual functioning of that child as to whether or not they can even comprehend, you know, that kind of conversation as to why you did this, why it wasn't right or what have you. But at the end of the day, I think it's a continuum. That's not just where you start. Um, and then hopes that, you know what I'm saying, they pick that up, you know, without you having to go down the continuum and get to that point. So check it. I'll, here's where I counter with that, Seth. If you ask almost any kid, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to take your iPad or you're going to get this whooping. Most of them be like, give me the whooping. You know what I mean? Because they don't want you to take that iPad for a exactly. long period of time. Exactly. They'd rather have that whooping because it's going to be over and done with. But, man, all you did was really inflict pain on them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and, and are, then, they yeah. are they really learning from the whooping? Exactly. And, and that's the deal, right? So that's the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because, again, who is the who is hurt? And who need to teach the lesson, right? Almost to your point, uh, uh, Shakara, but it, it's hard. It's a sticky situation. And then to that, to that being said, I know hey, go get Ooh, me a one somebody. Hey, yo, see, see, that's what I kind of wanted to touch in with. Do that later about yeah. uh, PTSD. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm whoever, whoever, whichever part of the uh, other fellas did that, they in they. Forties talking crazy, right? <laughs> but go ahead, Herm. What you got? So, so one thing I wanted to talk about is when I hear, especially uh, with people in our community, is that they say, "Man, whoopings is what kept me out of jail." And and you know, and I'm thinking, is was it really the whooping that kept you out of jail, or was it the conversation that came after the whooping to help you understand why you got it? Because if you look in the jails. Most of the people in there and got whoopings before, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Plenty of whoopings, you know what I mean? They, mm -hmm. they probably lived through whoopings. So why didn't they keep them out of jail? And you ain't getting whooped anymore, so why you still ain't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't I don't believe in that theory that whoopings keep people out of jail. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. what, what, I mean, do you, do, Seth, do you think whoopings keep people out of jail? Well, you know what? I don't even think it's the, the whooping, if that makes sense. I think it's the level of respect. You understand? So it's like it say, for example, my mother, when she, you know, would hit me or, you know, whoop me, I knew that that was a level of pissivity. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So I could connect to it because she knew me. Right on. But you have other individuals that said, oh, wait, wait, wait. It was that whooping. There it is. They didn't connect the dots. Mm -hmm. You see? So even though they respect the individual that whooped their ass, they still didn't learn the lesson. Jamie, what you think? No, I agree. Um, there's been plenty of times where I have a conversation and then um, if I get to the point to where I need to lay any hands, like that has not worked. Um, <laughs> I have a 10-year-old son. I have a 22-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. Like I said, my daughter, she just got 
um, when she was younger, she just got to the point where she was like, I'm ready for my whooping, you know? And I was like, okay, this isn't going to work for her. Um, with my son, it's like trauma. Like he's terrified. He's about to get this whooping. And, you know, it's very temporary though. Like he gets it. It's the worst thing in the world. Oh my gosh. While I'm getting it, crying tears, 15, 20 minutes afterwards, it's like, Hey mom, you know, like he's, he's okay. It's over with. And will he not do the the thing again that he did to get the whooping? He's definitely done it again. So it's not where it's, it was that impactful. Um, sometimes for him, I need to take things away that are more of value, like mm -hmm. taking away those games that you want to play every single day for two and three hours, you know, something that's going to actually make more of an impact on him than just something that's real temporary. Yeah. yeah, I can dig it. What you think, Shakara? Um, based off of the, the question that Herman asked, I think that with, um, it just depends on the structure behind the spanking. So some children, some people are abused. If they are abused and they very, very well could become extremely violent. And then, you know, I don't know of any studies. I'm sure there are studies of, you know, um, inmates who were abused versus mm -hmm. inmates who were spanked. Um, but I think the abuse, I, I would beg to, well, I kind of, Feel like that the difference would probably be that one were one was abused and one was spanked. Mm -hmm. um, so there was like structure behind it. Like, okay, go. I'm doing this because you know you stole something something from out of the store, right? Not because I'm I'm pissed off today because I had a bad day at work. Gotcha. So it's yeah, that's what okay. I think. No, that makes sense. All right. So look, I, here's a question for everybody, even to you viewers out there, right? What age should you stop putting a foot in these kids' asses? You understand? So if you do agree with it, right, what age should you stop doing that? All right. First, Herm, what you think, bro? What age should you stop? Yeah. Man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because truth be told, man, like I, I'm not a I'm not sitting here as a perfect person. Mm -hmm. I got two daughters, <laughs> 14 and 12. You know what I mean? And I like to sit here and tell people that I've never whooped them before. Mm -hmm. And I'll be lying to everybody, even though I'm not an advocate of whoopings. You know what I'm saying? And I could tell you honestly that it came from a, 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 a place of anger. You know what I'm saying? Because the talk back was getting too much. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? The talk back. They definitely are my kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, you I almost started saying something crazy over here. <laughs> <laughs> they, they definitely are my kids. And so, you know, I'm trying to get better at that because they're, they're young ladies. My, my daughter's 14 and my other daughter's 12. You know what I mean? I don't want them to think a man putting a hand on them is, is mm. the way they need to be corrected. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be really trying to check myself, breathe and just trying to walk away from them, man. So I really have no, no answer of what age you should stop. I think after a while it gets silly because kids don't, you know, I mean, you whoop them. They're they not, they're not hurt as, as bad anymore. You know what I mean? Like when they get to be 13, 12, 14, you actually going to start fighting them. Bro. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad you said something uh, about that. I remember the last time my mother was mad and she tried to hit me and uh, like right upside the head. And the the thing is, she forgot, I guess, at that point, I've been going to uh, karate school for the last 10 years. <laughs> right. So she was like, I'm tired of you. I was like, boop. And then she came around. I was like, hey, 
mama, like, well, she was like, why don't you let me hit? I was like, I don't know. Like, look, it ain't working no more. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. And now I'm defending myself right on. Hey, so, what do you think? You, Wait, see, what? you see your sister's response, don't you? Yeah, she said, I believe she said when they move out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah so what you think? What you think, Jakar? <sighs> so, as a ch- I feel, now, if you're an adult and you're like, you run up on your mother and your mother takes you down, that's different, in my opinion. Some of them that's need. completely different. Yeah, so if you're an adult and you run up on your mother, even after you move out, then, then you know, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, so, let Jamie go. Let me think about it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Go ahead, Jamie. See? You see what I'm saying? You look <laughs> It's not easy to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there is a certain age. I think, again, it goes to knowing your child. Like, if you are super grown, like, if you're 16, I'm not about to be spanking you. You know right. what I'm saying? Nine times out of 10, it's not going to look like a spanking. Right. I'm just saying. Okay. So I hope I can have a conversation with you and hit, hit it home as much as I can, take the car privileges, mm-hmm. do something to that extent. Um, but if you're a young adult and you're still in my home and we're having issues to the point to where you want to do what you want to do and it's a, something that requires a spanking, maybe it's time for you to go ahead and hit on out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. get your own because I shouldn't have to lay hands on mm-hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? When you're older. So um, I think you know, that again, even if it being a last resort, you know, knowing your child, but then also, you know, at certain ages, depending on the type of child you have, it's just not going to be effective. Yeah. And, and I agree. I agree. Uh, and with my daughter, she's t- she will be 10 in a few weeks. And so now I do remember popping her every once in a while, not, pop, 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 you know, not upset, just whoop, whoop, get it back together type of joint on the backside. Right. But now, we're to the point where I give her that eye. I said, oh, really? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, wait, wait. All right, let me see. Let me get it together. You see? So to that point, A, you need to know who they are, but then it gets to a level where you need to be able to bring it down yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And if you can't do it naturally, you need some other resources and not just going outside getting the switch. What you think, Herm? What you got? So for me, man, I- I'm going to go back to my, my personal upbringing with my mom, right? So, oh, wait, your mom Korean, right? And my mom did not play, man. She was a master of all kinds of weapons. <laughs> but so, but here, here was the breakdown with my mom, man. Cause my mom worked real hard when we was young. She worked two or three jobs. So she'll be so tired that she don't have time to explain why she's whooping my ass, man. She just gets to work. <laughs> and so I'm over there, can't breathe and get whooped and don't really even know. I didn't got whooped for something I did way early in the day, but she's been thinking about it all day. <laughs> work. Right. So she come home and just tear my ass up. Now, that didn't change anything because, again, I, I just got beat. But now, I, you know, I'm still bad as hell every day. You know what I mean? Because I didn't get that communication afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is why, you know, my mom would tell me, don't you do stupid shit. And they just keep beating my ass. And that's all she's keep repeating. Every time I'm getting whooped. You know what I'm saying? Look at you still doing stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? So it never really, it never really correct my behavior. You know what I mean? I just knew when I get home, hide the extension cords, hide everything, put the, mm-hmm. uh, the flip flop in the middle of the floor. You know what I mean? Try to put all the software. That's the only thing I learned <laughs> is how to soften the blow. I didn't yeah. learn. 
you know what I'm saying, to correct my behavior because that didn't come. And my mom did that all the way till she knew that, you know, my whoopness wasn't effective on me anymore. You Got know? it. Got it. Wow. Hey, well, look, ladies and gentlemen, y'all chime in. Let us know what you think, right? We're asking you, what do you think about sparing the rod? Like, does it really spoil the child? So before we go to the break, I want y'all to really think about this. This generation, not ours. What we try to do is go back in the back pocket. Well, I remember back in the 80s and 90s, this is what we used to do. But you also didn't have an iPhone back then and there, right? You used to go outside, play, blah, blah, blah. You know, we were a little bit more, um, I wouldn't say we we were not as soft back then, right? But I will say we had an opportunity to connect with individuals more, right? But with that being said, um, what what, what do you think about that, uh, Jamie, as far as, you know, the different generations? Well, um, I would just say, as we are growing up, I would, when I was growing up, I, my dad didn't spank me. He would, I was scared enough. I, I didn't want to disrespect him. I didn't want to disappoint him. Um, I was a daddy's girl. So, you know, if he just expressed disappointment in me, I was a mess. Um, but I have siblings that are older than me that got it and got it good. Um <laughs> I mean, my dad used to give me a hand whooping. Like I would, you know, if he could catch it, he could, he could hit my hand. Like that was, <laughs> that was the extent for me. Um, but my brothers, um, they got it pretty, pretty bad, you know, from what the stories that they tell. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and they're much older than me. I have um, brothers and sisters that are in their 50s, 60s. I'm in my early 40s. So um, I think... You know, we tend to mirror. We start out that way, but I think one time we don't. We don't necessarily like we tailor it. You know, once we um, we kind of mirror what we've learned, but then tailor it. You know, as we get to learn our own child and what works for gotcha. them. Gotcha. No, no, that makes sense. What you think, Shakara? I think it's important to evolve um, collectively, like. We can we can't we're not the same people that we were when our great great grandparents were were children. It's completely different now, completely yeah. different technology. And so for for us to handle our children how they were handled, they're we're totally different now. So to not work to evolve, like you know, since your mom whooped, since your mom whooped you, now you decide you want to whoop your children. I try to think of it as okay, what didn't I like as a child? And try to mirror that. What what I didn't like as a child, I try to make sure that my child does not uh, mm. receive receive that. Um, and my mother is a good mom. Um, I'm not saying anybody else's isn't, but my, my mother um, was and is a good mom. Mm. But, you know, there were some things that I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll, tw <laughs> <laughs> I'll tweak, you know, I'll tweak this or I'll tweak that and, and more communication and more of this and more of that or less of this and less of that. Um, and I just I think that's important. And also now we have more access to mental health, um, mental health providers, which they didn't have then, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, 
And so now we have to, now we need to utilize those things. Like if you know that you're a parent that's, um, that's having issues with controlling your emotions, you know, see a therapist, see a psychiatrist. And no matter what the people say to you, it doesn't make you crazy to go get help from a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you crazy to take medication to help um, control your emotions or stabilize your mind. It, does, it doesn't make you crazy. Right. And uh, Christian, whatever your religion is, God made therapists, God made psychologists, just like God made doctors. Listen to the professionals and and let let us do what we do. Shakara, you talking a whole nother issue oh, now. No, the stigma. Yeah. You see, Ooh, it. it was coming. The stigma. You know they say in our community, that kid ain't got no ADHD. All he needs exactly. is exactly. Yep. Yep. All he needs is Jesus. You yeah. don't want to identify hey. it as an issue. Hey, what yeah. we gonna do, y'all? Listen. <laughs> Look, we got to take a pause for the cause. Y'all, but listen, if y'all are digging this, please make sure you utilize this time to share, share, share this. Okay, this is great information. Tune in. Let us know what you think. Are our kids losing a rabbit ass mind because we are sparing the rod? All right. Don't go nowhere. We will be right back. As a financial literacy coach and credit repair specialist, Tracy Brown teaches people the importance of personal finance and help them identify and dispute negative items in their credit reports. Her services allow individuals to leverage the Fair Credit Report Act to improve their overall credit score and credit history to position themselves for home ownership, lower interest rates, entrepreneurship, and general wealth. Give Tracy Brown a call at 618-560-3687. One more time, 618-560-3687. Monique Slater is a top negotiating award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through homeownership while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, Retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection creamy macaroni and cheese cornbread you get the point come check out kevlar's grill where all the meals are cooked with perfection professionalism and love located outside the scott air force base back gate inside the vfw is where you can find them also they have military discount for all of our serving members give them a call their number is 618 416-5700 and that's inside Scott VFW post 4183 and they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Yo, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Lions Den Her man. What you thinking so far, man? man. As we talking, my daughter sends me a text that makes me want to whoop her right now. You know what I mean? What she say? What can you say? Man, she just took some money out of my account. I'm I'll give you the money back. I like it don't work like that. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Uh, it don't work like that. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> Listen, I'm looking at my phone like, oh, okay. You yeah. see, you see how it happened. No Bro. respect, ladies and gentlemen. Those that's just we're tuning back in. Thanks for joining us. We have Miss Jamie Davis and Miss Shakara Mason here talking about why we not whipping these kids' tails. Okay, it's a problem. It's a problem. I think it's all right. It's all right. You you just have to do it. Make sure your mentor is right before you go retarded on on the kids. You dig what I'm saying? Hey, but Herm, you had a question, man, or yeah. no? You saw a comment that you wanted yeah. to touch on. I, I saw I saw a comment from uh from the one and only Miss Sharita Shelby. Okay, and she talked about you know uh, we could do we thought we could do much better than our parents, but our children are results of just talking. Spankers are corrective actions. Y'all can read. Y'all read better than I can. So. Yeah, I do. I do agree with what she's saying that um, a lot of times we do think that we can do better than our parents. And I think it goes along to what Shakar was saying, too, that it's not that we necessarily think that we can do better, but we should always try to become better. You know what I mean? Because you got to evolve. You know what I mean? So we learn a lot from our parents and it's not to slight our parents, but we learn a lot from our parents. And, and then we think about the things, okay, like Shakar said, what worked and what didn't work, what does the research say? You know what I mean? What, what is out there? We are the results of our parents. Like how many of us were messed up because of that kind of upbringing? You know what I mean? And, and then when it comes to parenting, one size don't fit all. And a lot of people said that in the comments too, that, you know, sometimes when people are, are whooping their kids, right? As y'all said before, it's mo mostly for the parents, uh, the parent to let out their own anger. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? They're not they're not checking to see if the kid actually learns something. You know what I mean? Like, you don't beat the hell out of your kid. Kid whimpering and can't breathe. You know what I mean? And you tell them to go to their room or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, what What is the result? Like if, if the actions keep happening, if they keep repeating the same act, like my, like I did as a kid, I was still bad after the whoop. You know what I mean? If the action keep going, how long, how much longer do you keep whooping them until you realize, hey, this ain't working. I need a new approach. Or do you keep whooping them until you feel like, you know, they're going to finally adjust? Mm. Well, I think mm -hmm. I think that it's it's again, it's you can't say for like for one child. I'm I'm absolutely I don't want to spank, period. Um, but you, you can't say for one child. You did mention, though, that there was no conversations had with you before or after um, mm -hmm. before or after you were spanked. And so that could that could have be that could be what led to your continued behavior um but you were pretty terrible though so <laughs> and you under, you were still doing it at 18 so like you understood it by then but let's and just say still, he did. and still doing it but yeah, right, right. but um if the communication is there sometimes uh, it goes back to it goes back to, to getting help if your child is continuing with the same behavior um your child may need help and it doesn't mean I, I I feel like a lot of parents are afraid of a diagnosis. They're afraid for their child to be diagnosed with ADHD. They're afraid for their child to be diagnosed with anxiety or depression or something like that. And that that very well could be the issue. It could be they just don't, you know, they're just not into whatever it is you're trying to make them excited about. But if the if the same behavior continues, let the child see a therapist. Hey, hold on. You just said something that that kind of uh, made it. Well, it still made sense. What about the parents are afraid to find out that they the ones with the problem? Hello, somebody. You said and ding my damn self. Ding yourself. <laughs> I mean, seriously, now, what you think about that, Jamie? What do you think about that? 
Um, well, I know that right now they're doing a lot of research um, with trauma and they're like doing trauma informed practices and really like hitting home with that in the school system um, based upon adverse childhood experiences, what they call ACEs. Um, and basically those are like things that could occur um, that can later on lead to issues, you know, as an adult. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes a lot of our parents um, have unresolved trauma, have things that, ha that have occurred, you know what I'm saying, in their life too. So, um, you know, a lot of them are very leery. Again, if we go back to what we talked about with the stigma attached to mental health in our community, in our culture, um, they don't like to identify that there is an issue for them, especially if they know it's going to be documented. Um, you know, they don't want to get medication. We have a lot of parents who take their kids to a physician to get maybe medicine for ADHD and the very first dose that doesn't work. Oh, I took them off of it. They don't take them back. They don't tell the doctor. There's no communication. Um, they make the decision, you know, to take them off of it. Oh, well, it wasn't working when usually the first dose is like not really therapeutic anyway. Um, but again, like we're missing how, you know, if they have unresolved issues as parents and they lead to going to spank, but then it ends up being a beating, you know, now we're going into trauma, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. that just gets exacerbated as that child gets older because mm. there's no communication going on. They don't have maybe um, the means to communicate effectively. You know, they may have things that they have unresolved. And so it ends up being um, just a trickle down effect. Mm, got it. So I got a, I got a question um, that, that be good for both of y'all is pertaining to schools and um, kids with special needs. It's actually a two-part question. Do you feel like the schools are doing a better job um, handling kids with special needs as far as discipline goes or the parent, even the parents at home? Are they modifying the way that they uh, discipline their children um, when it comes to that with the research that's out there? And do you also believe, do you see a decrease in um, corporal punishment at home for the kids at school? And do you see a change in how, how the student's behavior at home? Um, I don't necessarily, we don't really know, you know, if there's a decrease in corporal punishment in the home. I mean, um, you know, in the district that I primarily have been working in, it's urban, um, you know, predominantly African-American, low socioeconomic. And um, I just, I know for us, we have implemented a lot of um, therapists and counseling. We are embedding that into just the general population. So not even moving into special needs or special education, kids who have emotional disabilities or behavior um, issues. And we're, we're actually trying to address kids who are in general education as well that need counseling. Um, and not every district um, is doing that, but I know that there is a strong push for more mental health resources in the mm. schools, especially because of the trauma-informed practices that are going on and how, you know, ACES is basically saying, hey, we have a lot of kids. What I always say is just because 
we as parents will say, well, I went through that and I turned out all right. A lot of ki- a lot of parents have that mindset of, well, you know, I experienced that and I turned out all right. He'll be all right. We have a lot of kids who actually witness um, their parents get killed, um, just different things that occur in the environment, in the neighborhood that they witness visually, that they see, and they don't get sent for any kind of like outside counseling, mm-hmm. grief therapy, none of that. And we just send them back to school eventually and hope that, you know what I'm saying, they'll be all right because, you know, their mama's, they, she experienced it and she turned out all right. You know what I mean? She, at least she thinks she did. Um, and so that ends up being how you see a lot of behaviors come out later, you know, because of unresolved situations. And so we, um, I think schools are trying to lean more towards um, identifying, you know, the kids who need some kind of support groups or some kind of counseling. Um, And it really just depends on the school district and what they're willing to invest, you know what I'm saying? Those funds into, but we, in the district that I'm currently in right now, they're doing something very, um, I would say dynamic. They are linking with the police department. And so if there is a traumatic event that occurs in a home of a student that is one of ours, um, there is a team of people in the school district that actually will go out with the police to like work with the kid and talk with the kid and get them resources after the fact um, you know, so that they can begin to work towards, you know, healing, mm-hmm. healing that. Your mm. aunt Shakar, you have something to add? I think it varies on, it, it depends on where you are. Um, when I lived in the other County, I don't want to bad mouth the County, but they, they weren't very, they didn't do very well in my opinion with the children who were, had any sort of diagnosis. Um, the reward they basically like gave them candy and pushed them to the side. Like, you know, you just go over there in your corner. And so then you get some of these children who are 16, 17, 18 year old seniors and they can't read. See, So you had, you let these, you let these kids go from kindergarten to the 12th grade and can barely read or can't read at all. And so, no, I think they, I think they did a, a terrible job. It's the whole, um, no child no, left behind. Yeah, that that mess. Um, and and parents aren't saying, "Hey, no, my child will be left behind this week." Um, I'm, I mean, this this school year. Instead, they're like, "Okay, go ahead and pass them. Don't pass them on if they can't read." So anyway, that's a whole other subject. I'm sorry. Oh wow. Yeah, and that really frustrates me. No, it but, frustrates me too. Yeah, because I but, see it now. I mean, when mm-hmm. I'm looking at um, uh, applications, individuals are filling out applications for you know jobs with the city. I'm looking at. I'm like, wait a minute. Yep. Wait, wait, what did they say? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and don't get me wrong. These aren't individuals that ha- that this is their first job. I'm talking about adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, really, like, just I, willfully not spelling words correctly. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's shocking. What you was going to say, Herm? Uh, I, w- I just want to say, man, that we seen all the time in the military as well when pe- in people in their writing. When we when when you talk about how they probably just got passed on to the next to the next way, mm-hmm. but um, in my school, you know what I'm saying. Actually, in my elementary school, we had whoopings in school. Did any of y'all have that? Yeah, I had them about 
I think kindergarten to first grade, and I got them both years. Yeah, you know, I could tell it, it, looked, you know, it looked like you was a little out of line. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, you know, he had to have something. Look, the way them, the, 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 the eyes was popping. I know it was yeah. something going on in, in, in kindergarten. What'd you think, Jamie? I didn't, I went to a Catholic school, oh, <laughs> but I didn't get a paddle or anything. So when they I don't know. Ass, when they ass. <laughs> I don't know if they were paddling kids or not, but I didn't get it. I didn't hear about anybody getting it. So I don't think they was whooping in school. And it just, it just amazed me how far we've come. You know what I'm saying? As far as that goes, because I, I, I couldn't even imagine the school doing that today. Oh, you know? Well, you know what the schools do now. What's the that? schools now will call the parents and say, come up here because someone's acting up. So and, you know, sometimes it. when they look the other way and the parent takes their child in the bathroom, oh, for they'll real? run down the hallway and go mind their own business. Oh, yes. Like, go to jail for that kind of stuff now. Yo, bro, look, check this out. What about this, y'all? Then shout out to everybody that's tuning in, right, to the Lions Den. We're talking about sparing the rod, right, and, and getting in the in the kids' tail. How did your parents treat you in school? Like, my mother, she used to come to the school in the back of the room with the belt around her neck. Oh, my <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Listen, I can still see it and i look over my shoulder be like boom there she go like damn this and she just be sitting there rocking rocking with the belt right and i mean with the heavy uh loop too right just <laughs> there so hey herm did your mom ever have to uh come up here and get in your get in your case i couldn't imagine because my mom worked all the time so i couldn't imagine my mom coming up there for that man because she she would have whooped me in the middle of the class Oh, wow. You know what I mean? That's how that's how she would have gotten down, man. So <laughs> it was just funny. Like when, when they asked when when I moved from on base where they didn't have whoopings to Pembroke Elementary School, mm-hmm. uh, they asked my mom, Hey, we have paddling here at this school. Uh you know, you sign this paper that gives it before they can even finish the sentence. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Every day if you have to. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and it almost happened every day, you know what I mean? So, uh, wow! But it didn't change no behavior. Man, I still got a paddling every day. I'm like, y'all gonna have to do something else. Oh my goodness! No, I see that that right there, her. What you're saying is the whole premise as to why you you gotta know you're kidding. You gotta know because we all know. I'm pretty sure each one of us knows somebody that's that could be incarcerated, locked up right now, that got whoopings like it. I mean, like it was drinking water every day, you know, yeah. like it wasn't nothing. Yes. And and so, okay, you're going to keep using the same, you know what I'm saying, discipline, or are you going to try something different? Because this ain't it, you know, insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different outcome, right? So, you know, eventually you got to figure out what is it that's going to actually deter, or is there something wrong? Like Mr. Carr has been pointing out the whole time, like, is there something that needs to be addressed, you Absolutely. know, or and that's what I was going to say. I yeah. feel like that everything that you, you all just said ties back into the child that can't read. Yeah. So you want me to go to school and I know children have told me like my teacher makes me read out loud. She know I can't, she knows I can't read, but she makes me read out loud. So that's embarrassing. So the child acts up, flips over desk, does what he has to do, you know, to, to get out of the situation goes home, gets a spanking, and then he still can't read. And so he goes right back to school the next day. The teacher asks him to read again. He gets a whooping. And so now the now the child is deemed as the problem child. Um, 
And that's that's the kind of stuff that we need right. to look out for. Like, if if is my child having an issue? Is this work too hard? Is this work too easy for my kids? You, you know, it, let me touch on this real quick, Harm. You know what? It's something else, y'all. Um, I've been doing some stuff in the community, right? Dealing with um, hunger and homelessness. Yep. Check this out. Picture when these kids were staying home due to the COVID. Sometimes going to school was the only meal they had. Right on. So. It, it, and psychologically, that can mess with children. They're going to school already hungry. You get what I mean? So yeah. just think about it. How you think you feel when you need a Snickers? You dig what I'm saying? But And we're grown, so we kind of know how to, you know, maneuver through that. But you got the kids hungry, going to school, can't focus. And then the teacher saying, blah, 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 blah. She's calling home. Now your mom or whoever got to stop doing whatever she was doing. A, come get you a B, had a, the belt around the neck. And so it's a cycle. But the thing is, it's not necessarily anything wrong with the child mentally. It's the child's environment. So, uh, Carl, what do you think about that? I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, we just, we really don't know what people are going through. So when you hear people say that, like people just throw that around, like, you know, be kind to people. You don't know what they're going through, but you really don't. You can see someone, you can see a beautiful lady, perfect body, self-esteem low. Why? Yeah. We, we don't know what people go through, but we are, but we're really, really judgmental. And when you're in a position of, um, uh, I guess, I guess authority. So like if you're a teacher, a therapist or a bus driver, really just a person on the street, are you stepping back and looking at the situation in, in, its, in its entirety? If you're the parent and are, are you looking at the situation in its entirety? Are you saying, okay, well, he didn't, she didn't, she didn't eat breakfast this morning or she's not going to sleep until, um, you know, two in the morning. Why is she not going to sleep until two in the morning? Um, you know, it's just, it's just a whole plethora of things. Do I need to change her diet? Is she not eating enough? I mean, it's just, but, but the, the law make law makes it so hard for a parent to say, my kids are hungry. Law makes it hard for a woman to say, I have postpartum depression. Because if you say that, they're taking your kids. You know they're gonna come and get your baby. Because what are you doing postpartum depression? What are you doing with a hungry child? We, I mean, we know you have a job. We know you get food stamps. What? So why? Why are you? I mean, but they, but they don't understand. You know these people spend all their all their money on their food and all their money on you know clothes and, but, it's just it's just it's a, it's just it's hard. No, it's, it's hard because it's so much. It's so much combined that that's causing all the problems that we're having. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, they, they, I don't know, a lot of parents don't, well, parents don't want their children to be hungry, but they, they very well could have done all that they could do. To yeah. And then sometimes it's a choice. Yeah. I'm not necessarily a, a choice choice, but you know, that you have to kind of make a balance like, okay, do I yeah. give them all the food or do I give them some food and then make sure that they still have, that we got to have electricity just so they can do their homework in the, in the light. So go ahead. What yep. you was going to say, Jamie? No, I was. I mean, I agree 100% with you as far as the environment goes. Um, I know during the pandemic, like I know a lot of districts were still feeding. Um, were still like, at first they were busing, um, you know, meals to kids, and then they were having where they could pick up a box of you know mm -hmm. food so that they can continue to eat because there was that realization that a lot of kids really relied on the meals that they got from school, you know, in order to, to be able to eat. Then it was the sort, the thing of about electricity, like 
you know, everybody don't have internet. So then it was schools mm-hmm. providing hotspots, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Uh, but then, you know, of course, they got to come and get it. You know what I'm saying? If they don't have transportation or whatever the case, a lot of our students um, live with their grandparents who are elderly, you know, and they don't drive or they don't get around. Um, there's a lot of factors that go. What what came to my mind while you were talking too, um, when you said the kids staying up till two o'clock in the morning, we had a lot of high school kids who really function like parents at home. Yep. They are basically taking care of their younger siblings. So yeah. they come to school and they ready to go toe to toe with the teacher because as far as they're concerned, they're grown. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now it's the issue of, you know, calling the parent to be like, you know, they being disrespectful. What the parent's not saying is that basically the child is doing their job because either they're at work or they're mm-hmm. out. You know what I'm saying? Kicking it. So they're basically, you know, making sure the kids are so they didn't get the homework done because they stayed up. You know what I'm saying? Making sure they got fed, making sure they went to bed. And by the time they did that, I know for me as a parent, sometimes I need an hour or two to myself, mm-hmm. you know, just to just to decompress. calm down. Yeah. And yeah, decompress. So, you know, these kids are functioning as grown folks at home because that's the, the role that they've been placed in. And then they come to school and they, you know, they're grown. So then that's a that's an issue in and of itself as well. Like, Boy. you know, that we're seeing as far as, you know, when they come to school, the, the teachers are like, hey, you know, you're being disrespectful. But the kids are like, well, you're not being respectful to me. It's right. not like um, <laughs> you're just supposed to respect the teacher. It's like, well, you need to respect me if you want me to give you some, you know, because, hey, in their eyes, they're functioning as a grown yeah. person. And that, that's an issue that we see a lot, you know, and the parents will say, oh, I'm going to talk to them, you know, but also the parents know too, like they still need them to function yeah, in that capacity. Do that. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Herm. What you think about that? Well, though? I think when we talk about all this stuff, man, I don't want, want people listening to know that. I mean, nobody's expecting anybody to be perfect when it comes to this, man, because life throws all kind of crazy things at you and, you know, your kids don't come with labels on it. You know what I mean? It's just when it comes to whooping, I think that a lot of people, well, I won't say a lot because I don't know what a lot of people do, but I'm going to say some people use it as their first resort, right? Before I do anything, I'm going to tear off in your ass and then maybe I'll talk to you afterwards. You know what I'm saying? But like everything that we've talked about in this whole show, it kind of encompasses is one thing. It's like you got to know your kid and then also know the situation, know the background of why the kid acted that way. What was the reasoning? You know what I mean? I think sometimes we skip that. You know what I mean? We don't even think about what the reason was. We just know we was inconvenienced and now we pissed off. And then so now mm-hmm. uh, straight, straight to the ass whooping. You know what I mean? And then. After after a while, you might have found out the reason why it happened that way, but the, the whooping already took place and you realize you made a mistake. You know what I mean? So I say that all to say, like, this should be in the toolbox, right? But it shouldn't be the biggest tool. It shouldn't be the main tool. And it, and it, it confuses me when we talk about whoopings, how some parents are proud that they whoop their kids. Oh my God! Now that's another yeah, thing. Man, I can't. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. With my kids. So, so what do y'all think about that? Right. So not not just the gloating about getting in your kids' case, but getting in their case in public. Mm, you see what I'm saying? To prove that, that tells me that see? tells me that is more for them. 
Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because for me, when I when I did put my hands on my kids, I felt terrible about it. Mm-hmm. I, it's not like I couldn't wait to call my friend. Yeah, guess what I just did? Yeah, I tore that ass up. I had to get you know up. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Shakar, what you think about that? Hmm. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think that if nothing else, if if you feel like you have to spank your children, if nothing else, pull them to the side because all you're doing is embarrassing the child. So now the child's going to be teased. Now the child that which is going to bring the child's self esteem down. The child is also going to be, become angry with you, um, and that matters. It matters that your child is angry with you or should. Um, and the child's going to start to feel inferior, and you don't want that. Um, so now you're dealing with a broken adult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Broken pieces. What you think, Jamie? No, I I agree with everything she said. As far as you know, <laughs> have you ever, as a parent, felt like you done something that you need to apologize for? Yep. I mean, are we beyond that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever went off and said something inappropriate that was hurtful or harmful, you know, and then apologize, you know, are there parents that apologize later? Like we're still human beings and we want to be able to exemplify, you know, we want our kids to be able to see too, like, Hey, I'm human. I can make a mistake and I can admit when I, you know, if I went too far or if Mm -hmm. I apologize, Mm -hmm. um, I don't agree with the public at all. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like everything, you know, something like that. Now I can let you know, and when we get home, mm, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a look, or something to that degree, but I'm not about to do anything to you because now I'm adding on to, like, if I'm fussing at you, maybe you're already feeling bad. Maybe you already have some shame, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But now I'm I'm doing it in front of people in the grocery store. You See? know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. now all these eyes are on you when it's in, in actuality, the eyes are on the parent. Like, mm-hmm. I know for me, if I see a parent cussing the kid out in mm-hmm. a public place, I'm looking like, dang, they can't wait till they get home to do right. that. You know right. what I'm saying? Because you know who's the responsible one. Shakar, what you was going to add? Children still need to be respected. So we, I feel like our society still has the same mindset, mindset you know, back in 1822, that like, you know, you be seen and not heard, that kind of thing. Like they still need to be respected because they are people. Mm-hmm. And so you want people to be, we want to respect each other. And so don't forget to respect your own child. Mm, the world is already hard enough the world is already hard enough the world is going to give them the toughness that you that you know that either you can you can give to them as well or you can sue them when they come home home shouldn't be you know you know hold on now see and i'm gonna have to uh, look the thing is and this is just my view ladies and gentlemen it's all good the what i really do believe is that if you don't add some type of structure sometimes Absolutely. sometimes is it's more than just you know i'm gonna talk to you and to you know to my teeth fall out type of joint you need to show them that you care because yes you're right the world will show them however if you don't show them they may internalize it differently and they can't cope with that and then what do they do they end it all because now they feelings hurt you did yep. so part of that you know Elbow is like, look, I love you. Now, listen, I love you that much to knock you upside down. The, the elbow went too far, though. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 you know, just a little, but what you think, Hern? 
so so I think that I mean I agree with Shakara absolutely with the your children deserve to be respected. That don't that don't mean you got to be a punk to your kid. You know what I mean? All it means is you show them appropriate like just like when you leading troops. Yeah. You know I'm in charge. You know what I mean? But I still respect you as a person. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I respect my respect my child? You know what yeah. I mean? That doesn't mean that I'm not the one that's going to imp impose the discipline. That don't mean I ain't the one that's going to talk funky to you when you step out of line. You know what I'm saying? But I shouldn't, you know, just talk to them like they ain't nothing. You know what I mean? And, and show them no kind of respect just because they my kid. But I did want to hit on something before we get off air, because they seen there was a trend a few years ago where parents was going on live like social media. I think he's going to bring that up. Yeah. And beating their kids. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, they was like, well, the kids act out in public. So I'm going to show I'm 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 going to whoop them in public. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the things that one where the girl was having caught having sex. And so the mama and there was one with a mama and, and a whole nother one where daddy was beating the hell out of the girl with a belt right there on live. And another one where uh, a parent went up to the school with somebody recording them on Facebook live and beat them. Now, here's my problem with that. My problem is not the whooping. My problem is now, well, my problem is the whooping, but my problem is this even more is that you put this on social media and this stuff went viral all over the place. So now this kid cannot escape. You know what I'm saying? Everybody coming up to him, bullying him about getting whooped online. You know what I'm saying? So what were you really, what were you really aiming to do? Yeah, the kid made a fool out of himself probably in the public, but now is it uh, is it for you to make your kid even more of a target by beating their ass? Or cutting their hair, cutting their hair like like George Jefferson, because they, you know what I'm saying? Because yep. yeah, you know what I mean? mm -hmm. think about that. What do you think about this, uh, Shakara? I agree with Herman 100%. Um, it's no reason to publicly humiliate your children. It's no reason to humiliate your children at all. Um, but the I agree. I disagree with every, everything that he was saying. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like you're clout chasing. You know what I mean? You're mm -hmm. looking for the likes. You're looking for the, hey, good exactly. job. You're not really doing it for the for the kid. You're, you're looking for, I know that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you need you need praise. So now you're the problem. You see, yeah. see, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jamie, what you think? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I hate to sound like a broken record, but I agree with everything. I, I don't. To me, you don't need the accolades of how great of a whooping you gave. You know what um, I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just yeah. feel like some things are personal, um, and you're adding to the trauma. You know, so you're adding to the trauma because we know that some of those those videos that we saw are like they're not just spanking like they beaten. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, now they have to deal with the humiliation. You know, it, it's when does it end? Like, I get you're trying to, you know, bring home a point, but that's your only way. Is that it? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You still need to have a conversation. Um. And maybe you've been having conversations and you're ready to just give them a whooping. Okay, wait till they get home. I don't know. I just feel like that's doing too much. You know, when you're trying to broadcast it for everybody to see, I, I definitely don't think yeah. that you're doing that just to bring home a point to the child. Yeah. You know, you want some kind of kudos for that. Yeah. Absolutely. What'd you go say, Aaron? So Larry brought up a question. He said, what happens when it's, uh, what do he say? What happens when you've done too much talking and because these teenagers... I feel like they know more than you. For one, it's like again when when we talk about teenagers and whoopings, 
You know what I'm saying? When, when we that's the, another question he asked a little bit further up. Yeah. Uh, when, when he talks, when you, yeah, when you talk when you talk about teenagers and whoopings, I I, I don't think it's ever going to be effective to to whooping a, a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Like when you whooping people 15, 16 years old, you know what I mean? I don't think that they really get anything from that. Whoopings at a younger age, you know what I'm saying? Six, seven, you know what I mean? They they the ones that get get something from that, five, six, seven. But when you start talking about teenagers, all they're going to be is pissed off. You know what I mean? They're not going to be like, man, I really learned my lesson there. They're just going to be mad that you put your hands all over them like that. I get that. it. I get it. Hey, y'all, listen, We this is some real good conversation. Even look, look at the bottom. Mary says Texas has a bad law for teachers or has a bad law for teachers that says you can't discipline uh, my child. Right. And she says this is why our prisons are filled uh, because we couldn't discipline that child. Who knows? Who knows? Well, listen, y'all, we are towards the end. We might have to do a part two. Who knows? But I want to make sure everyone knows we appreciate y'all being on. Hey, Miss Shakar, how can individuals find you, ma'am? Um, my name is Shakar Mason online on uh, Facebook, but I um, I have a business page. I have a makeup line. And so the my uh, cosmetics line is Queen Nubia Cosmetics. Okay. Okay. Good. good, good. And thank you. Thank you for being on. Thank you for thank being you for on. What you say, Herm? I said she don't look fly for nothing, boy. She hey, you don't do all that for your for your eyes for nothing. Jamie, how can people find you, ma'am? Um, my business page, uh, my educational advocacy uh site is called Individualized Educational Advocacy and Consulting, and it's on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, look, we appreciate you. Last word. What you got, Herman? Make it quick. So if we have a part two, we definitely have to have Larry up here because he believed eating kids at breakfast is appropriate. So you know, <laughs> <don't worry. laughs> hey, hey, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Larry, Larry would have brought the ass whooping to the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's all I got. Thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Look, we will be seeing y'all soon next week. And um, make sure, make sure you're following this and you follow this on the Amazon Fire and on Roku. Be easy. Later. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, the Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth. <laughs>